When you're reinforcing positivity to kids around grades, their athleticism, or how attractive they are, it makes them vulnerable because their self-worth becomes in that, and all of those three things kind of change over time. Most kids don't play professional sports. Totally. Most people realize somewhere around 23 that, uh uh-oh, grades mean nothing in real life. And if you're fighting for like looking beautiful, it's a constant game of insecurity because all of us age. So to your point, if you're complimenting kids on their energy, their ambitions, their kindness, their grit, and the words coming out of their mouth. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Vayner Nation, what is good? Really excited about today's podcast. I think it's always fun to understand understand people's journeys, um, use it as a reference point. I know my journey resonates for some, but some can't connect because variables are different. Sometimes you need to have the person look like you or come from the places that you came from. And so on our forever journey of finding interesting people to have conversations with, uh, we have a really good one here today that I think is gonna work for a lot of this audience. I'm gonna let her introduce herself and give you a little bit of her background and then I'm gonna fire away with some really fun questions and try to tap in a little bit into what and why and how. And so, Chris, how are you? So great to be here, Gary, thank you. Of course. I'm Carissa fucking Bodner, and I am the CEO of Thrive Cosmetics. Do you go by KFB? <laughs> no, I, I just had to bring it because because I'm on the Gary fucking V show today. Um, no, I uh, my name is Carissa Bodner. I am the CEO of Thrive Cosmetics, and by the time this drops, it's going to be bigger than beauty skincare. It's amazing. Yeah. Tell, t- give it, go deeper. What What is Thrive? To just give everyone that context and we'll go back to how we got there. I, I appreciate the prompt. So th- very specifically, Thrive Cosmetics is spelled C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, meaning that we are for a cause. Since I founded Thrive Cosmetics, we've donated over $125 million in funds and products to over 500 charities around the world. Wow. So that's why we put the cause in cosmetics. But honestly, we are fucking up the industry. Like we are the biggest direct-to-consumer beauty brand in the US. Uh, We are profitable since day one. I started this out of a one-bedroom apartment and I am only here because of the Thrive Cosmetics community, which includes our customers. Customers first and foremost. I didn't have employees for the first three years. Then our our charities, like our charities, the people who are supporting cancer survivors, domestic abuse survivors, veterans. I just got off the phone with one of our our partners, uh, Raquel, who runs Self-Esteem Rising just down the road. It's all about making young women and young men feel beautiful and confident and just love themselves. And uh, and I'm I'm so blessed. I am only here because of those people. Um, I would have quit if I didn't have those giving partners telling me that that we needed to exist. So that's Thrive Cosmetics. We're vegan, cruelty free. We create all of our formulas from scratch. I'm a cosmetic chemist. I'm a bad bitch on the bench. That's chemistry talk for you. But but I'm I'm a philanthropist, and um, and I'm so grateful for for uh, the opportunity to do what I do over the last nine years at Thrive Cosmetics. We're launching our second brand, Bigger Than Beauty Skincare, where we're gonna be providing scholarships to women, underrepresented communities, um, to get uh, dermatologist degrees and uh, and also estheticians licenses, so. Take me back to the ingredients that got you here. So when you hear all of that, when you say it out loud, mm-hmm. and if I asked you, when you hear all of that, where you're at now at this scale, what was happening in your childhood that got you here? When I think about what you said, like, were you a science nerd? When I think about what you were said, like, were you just hungry and ambitious? When I hear what you said, you know, did something happen in your family life or did your family have a great cause infrastructure? Did something trigger that passion? 
what, who were you at five, six, seven, twelve? It's a great question, Gary. I, I happen to think that we may have been born with a little bit of this hustle. Were you born with your hustle? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think when I think back to what I know about my grandparents and my great grandparents, and then I think my circumstance, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I was born in the Soviet Union and I come to the US and we were so poor and it was so clear um, that, you know, and my mom was, we were immigrants and my mom was cheap. Mm-hmm. So, you know, very early on, I'm like, man, if I want stuff, you know, right around 10 is when it was very clear to me that like we weren't going to Toys R Us yep. and I was getting something. <laughs> yeah. So like I vividly remember Sega Genesis. When that came out and I wanted it and I could tell in my mom's face that I was now a big boy yep. and she wasn't gonna buy that for me, yep. I think some of the hustle was instilled in parenting and others parts of it was based on my DNA and upbringing. So let me ask you the most important question about what you just said. Were you listening to Biggie when you bought your Sega Genesis? I wish I was, if I because then I'd be younger. But since I'm older, um, Biggie wasn't on the scene just yet. It was more KRS-One and stuff like that. Okay, Big okay. Daddy Kane. Okay, with okay. The fat boys. We can we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, to your point, things like sports merit, things like hip hop coming up the game, those things always resonated with me because they were so close to my, yeah. you know, realities. But what about for you? What so, do you? What, and you're who, gonna buy the Jets, right? That's right. That's yeah, I'm gonna plan. buy Amazon. Is that your plan? Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah, it's bigger oh, than I, mean, I was telling your team. I, I was telling it. your team. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, no, no. I no. Um, but, I mean, when but, you shoot for this, you know, moon, you can end up on the top of a mountain. And I think people limit. You know, I think it's one thing. Like for me, I've always actually believed that. I have a lot mm-hmm. of friends that I meet, acquaintances, business associates, who are like, "Gary, I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy Tesla." Somebody said the other day, and I just looked at him. Probably third time I've been around this person. I said, do you, I, "I could just feel that it wasn't true." It was like hyperbole, and I yeah. said, "Hey, do you really think that?" And it was like, he took a beat and he's like, no. And I'm like, hey, I've heard you say it three times now. I've mm-hmm. always felt that you didn't believe that to be true. Yeah. I'm like, you don't need to have a big goal just to have a big goal. Totally. But try to create the biggest goal that you actually think is obtainable. Totally. And like go forward. And so like people could say they could buy Amazon and Facebook and Mattel and buy a country. And if I can sense that they believe it, I'm like, that's huge because then they're gonna actually try to do it. Totally. Um, I think about that a lot with goal sending. Totally, yeah. I mean, I had people that thought it was crazy that I was going to come on this podcast. I'm like, Gary V doesn't even know. Like, yeah. Gary V doesn't even know. We're going to be like, Friends. I mean, totally. I mean, we're already working together. Like no, I mean, oh, I so mean, yes, yeah. Yes. I mean, it's like, so if you don't believe, then no one's going to believe. Like, like literally, when I, so it's it's crazy. This building that we're filming in, I actually used to work for the largest company here, L'Oreal. Yeah, they were the first tenants here. Yeah, yeah. Even before Coach that owned the building. Yeah. Yeah, and I was at 575. When L'Oreal bought the company that I worked for, Clarisonic, back so many years ago, I didn't even know what L'Oreal was. I didn't know to dream this big, Gary. I grew I up on a I grew up on a dirt road. I also so um speaking of immigrants, my my grandmother immigrated just down the street through Ellis Island and cool. um came over from Germany. Like I have bad bitch energy in my <laughs> DNA. Like I'm not gonna fucking waste what Grandma Ruth and Grandma Jackie did for me. Yeah. Like my my grandma Jackie was like she's an icon. She she was an alcoholic, she was um she was a smoker and in her fifties quit quit drinking quit smoking, completely cold turkey, went back to school to become a drug and alcohol counselor. Like if you have that uh, bad bitch energy in your your DNA, how can you not honor them? I love like, that. Like my grandma did not struggle for me to not just shoot for the moon and buy Amazon. You I know what I mean? That. Like so that's, so that's what, was, what so, was happening on the dirt road? Like really I want to get to oh this. Oh my gosh, no. When so you were I seven, was, eight, nine, yep. 
school, sports, yep. siblings. Give me, paint me a picture. So I, I was born different, right? Like I was born different. I, I had this incessant need to create. I was, I grew up on a dirt road, was walking door to door to my neighbors because a lemonade stand, spoiler alert, when you grow up on a dirt road and everybody's on five or 10 acres, like you don't yield that much you profit. Three, you have three potential customers totally, for Totally, totally, yeah. So the hustle was not <laughs> happening there. So what I what I wound up doing actually was creating in my parents' kitchen. So I was I was making lipsticks. I was I was literally, now the statute of limitations has passed since I, since I, since I was literally stealing from Port Susan Middle School, the toilet seat covers Gary Vee. So next time you're on the cover of a magazine, I got you. I will get you my <laughs> toilet seat covers to absorb the oil so that you look bomb as fuck wow. on your cover. So wow. no, I got some setting powder for you now. Fair. But like literally like I was born with this in this this deep passion for for living and thriving. I will say though, I lost it. I was I was super depressed when I was in uh, late middle school, high school. Um, I was bullied Why? a lot. I mean, I, trauma, trauma, like like trauma that I'm not necessarily ready to way. talk about okay. yet. Yep. But like I, it, what's so crazy is that with Thrive Cosmetics, like I had no idea. When I started Thrive Cosmetics, I wanted to give back to women that were going through cancer. And I wanted to make them feel beautiful because I, as a makeup artist, and I'll get to that in a second, had been so fucking blessed to see the transformation in a woman's self-esteem, no matter what they were going through. And men. I mean, I've done men, a ton of men's makeup. So it's like what was so powerful was that I had this vision to help people that were going through cancer because I had lost my friend to cancer when I was just 23 years old. She mm -hmm. was 24, Christy. Um, and, and, and it was, I, I wanted to create something that was about more than just selling makeup and skincare. I get it. Like I wanted to, I wanted to give back. So from the very beginning, how every, long ago was that? Nine years ago. Yeah, I mean, you were. I think one of the great things that's going on in the world is the conversation is more complex today, mm -hmm. and youngsters like yourself are growing up. I mean, wasn't even a thing mm -hmm. when I was in high school or college where companies would talk about doing something with purpose attached to it. Yeah, right. It wasn't. It wasn't a norm. It wasn't yeah. an expectation. It wasn't an option. Yeah. So the fact that you have this tragic event, you have mm -hmm. this crazy thirst of an entrepreneurial spirit, the fact that you could take those two passions together totally. is like a supernova. It, it, I'm so grateful. Like that's that's the thing is like, I'm not supposed to be here. Like my my business, the, the volume that we have done has a fucking B next to it. Like that's that's what people need to know. That you can grow up on a dirt road, you can go to community college, and if you have a community and a passion and a vision, like I, I was not, people think I'm an influencer now. My first Instagram was Thrive Cosmetics. Like we didn't even have a profile. My, my friend Kaisa had to tell me to put a fucking profile photo in there. Like I didn't have a profile photo. I get it. And it was this community, the Thrive Cosmetics community that, that put me on and built this company from my one bedroom apartment and now giving over $125 million. Like that's the Thrive Cosmetics community. Take, take us back because we've got the big headlines that I wanna make sure, what I'm basic, just so you know where I'm going with this, there's like three people, A, 50, inspired by your grandma. B, 15, inspired by you listening right now and this is the singular podcast that changes the course of their life. That's how I think about these things. Mm -hmm. I know that to be true. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I like to do is like get one level deeper in like little nuances that are harder to sometimes find. So let me go there. Yep. Okay, so you have this, you know, very creative kid, mm -hmm. fire in the belly early yep. on. Have this period of time where you lost your way, yep. trauma, da, da 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 Suicidal. Like I was a suicidal kid. We can so, go there, let's fucking go. Listen, you're in control. Yeah. What, you know, when you, you know, it's funny, when, when I hear something that extreme, yeah. what is running through your mind, like zero self-worth? Yeah. That much pain in your stomach? Yes. 
because of trauma. I get the, it. And, and so what was so crazy is to to grow up with this bright light inside of you. Yes. And and, and also be misunderstood. Like, like I was like an alien in my family. Like, my parents loved me, but they also didn't know what to do with me. Like, this kid that's got so much energy and right. just wants to create right. and is talking to everybody. And right. I'm like, hey, like, walking into Gary Vee's office, just being yeah. like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, like, yeah. let's talk. And so... You know, I, I my parents put me in a lot of situations. Like I, they they made me work for everything I got. Huge. Um, I n- nothing was given to me. So that to me, like that's why I'm here. Like be, being like if I would have had to, or if I would have, and I say had to, like if I would have just had things given to me, I wouldn't be here. Hard to be hungry if you're fed. Totally, totally. You have siblings? Yeah, older sister. Older sister. What's your yeah. relationship with her? She's awesome. She's and you guys awesome. always were good or had ups and downs? I mean, I'm, we're very different. We're, we're, we're very, 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 very different. No, I, lo- I mean, I love my sister. I love my parents. And, you know, but literally everywhere I went, I mean, my grandma Ruth, she would tell me how lucky I was to be alive, how like how I needed to work for everything because she worked so hard to to raise my dad. I mean, my dad was raised uh, like total like food stamps, poverty. Um, my, my mom uh, struggled a lot. Like, I, but were I had the grandma's a big factor in your life. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's why I say like I got started with them so fast. Totally, yeah. And I lost my grandma. That was part of that trauma. It was it was a clusterfuck of trauma, if I'm being honest. And the time got it. So there was yeah. a series of things when that I was happened. 12. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Th- when do you feel like you started to get your head up from it? This is my favorite story to tell. It was Future Business Leaders of America and Decca. So I was a kid with no direction. So I was this kid that was like yep. beautiful, bright, yeah. Yeah. so vivacious, and so yeah. passionate about life. And then due to trauma, was like suicidal, depressed. Um, and I, I never attempted anything, but it was serious. Yeah, you serious, were just serious. not in a good place. Not in a good place. Then somebody uh, talked to me about future business leaders of America. And I thought, okay. Like, I grew up in this small town that was super entrepreneurial. What when, town? Stanwood, Washington. Town of 5,000. Grew up on a dirt road. And those, like, I was surrounded by entrepreneurs. My parents were not entrepreneurs. My dad was a, a teacher, principal, administrator. My mom had a bunch of different jobs. So, like, but I was surrounded. If you wanted money, like, you had to be an entrepreneur in this in this community of Stanwood. And so I got involved in this uh, this group called Future Business Leader of America. Are you familiar? I'm not super or de- familiar, no. Oh, we got to go. Like, okay. it's it's epic. It's okay. epic. So it literally transformed my life. So it's a it's an extracurricular activity that is um, throughout the U.S. and you compete. And so love you're basically, like, I mean, this I is, this competing. is, I mean, this is like our already, jam. I, like, yeah. Literally, you said that and I just wanted to beat up 14 year olds in high school and business ex- competition. Exactly, Don't exactly, exactly. Like no, 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 seriously. Not beat up physically, like just beat them in the Okay, then you need to get involved in DECA because that's an international competition. So I got involved. I want involved. both titles. So then let me tell you about my Monopoly board that I, I raised $25,000 when I was um, 16 years old. I was getting truancies like skipping school my parents are like what the hell is going on you're gonna get kicked out of school i was like just you wait just you wait and then i so i made this monopoly board by literally going door to door to all of the local businesses saying i got a i got a great marketing opportunity for you you're gonna pay me four hundred dollars and and you'll get park place yep. but we named it after them okay I get it. so i did that all throughout the town and it was like 40 50 people uh, or companies that i got on there and um and that paid for my cost of goods that was the first product i made i was 16 years old. commercially that, commercial you know, product when I you made. get 400 times four you know 40 when you get 16 that like when you do that mm-hmm. was that the first affirmation of that? like that's high scale for a 16 year old mm-hmm. When you were going through that, 
were you getting such a high off of getting yeses from small businesses? Yeah. Was that like, you're like, when, oh. when you're going from getting shoved into lockers, being told that you're yep. a slut, all yep. these things, yep. to then being on the front page of the newspaper, it doesn't matter. I was in a small of course, town. Of course. Like, it's still the yeah, newspaper. Was, right? Yeah. And, and <laughs> what's so sure. epic, Gary, is that $25,000, because that paid for the cost of goods. Like, and I can walk you through the full PL of that first product that I made, that Monopoly board. It was called Twin Cityopoly. That, that, funded so then the sales of that so everything was profit from there of course it was 20 to 25 dollars depending on if it was wholesale or or sold directly and from of course the all those businesses bought some boards to sell in their own business totally totally yeah i had people autographing them yeah. they're asking me to autograph them back then <laughs> so cool and it was like and but they believed in me when i didn't even believe in myself So that execution got you going totally it transformed my self-esteem and then that just propelled me i got an, on, an internship at nordstrom and um and the person matt deicher who was my mentor he was a uh, really Big shout out, Matty D. Matt Dysher, woohoo! Uh, he he's like, you're gonna be the CEO of Nordstrom. He told me that when I was 17 years old. I was he like, saw it. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll be the CEO of Nordstrom. I didn't know that. I didn't know to dream that big for myself. Like Gary, what's so crazy is that I lived in New York. It's so crazy that I worked in New York to me because literally I turned down career opportunities in Seattle, Washington, because I was too scared to drive there. Like that's like I I am not I I wasn't just I, I, I like. It. I didn't like hashtag wake up like this, but like now, like literally this morning, I woke up with "Let's Go" by Lil Jon in my head. Like that's like literally what's going through my head now. But but I didn't believe I didn't know to dream this big. Yeah, I mean most people don't like you know like even like one thing that's weird about me is I've had some fourth, fifth, sixth grade classmates who I haven't talked to in years reach out in the last decade, and they're like, oh my god, like you really did say you wanted to buy the Jets in fifth grade, but at the time. I probably thought that was like a million. Like I didn't even know what that meant. Yeah. Like yeah. you're young going yeah. through your stuff. Like there are things today that are clear to me that weren't clear seven years ago, yeah. 10 years ago, 15 years ago. We're all still going, you're so young. Yeah. There's gonna be, cla- you know. I'm you know, Jesus age. I get it. It's my Jesus year. No, no, I get I, it. I just learned. I yeah. know some of the stuff people don't like. I'm you so know, grateful though. Like and we're gonna be doing this till we're 120, Gary. I believe it more than anything. Okay, so how I, far off are we from the Jets? You know, mentally and emotionally, not very far, financially far. Am I invited to the party? Well, it depends on what happens between now and then. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, you were gonna say something though, no, no, go no, ahead. No, no, I'm having so much fun. Um, but I really, but I wanna get to your point, I wanna get back on track on one thing. I'm trying to think about the building blocks. I love that story because again, now that 15 year old is gonna think about organizations at school or at the YMCA or something they've heard of and like consider it now because they're like, wait, I want to do it because I'm a better, like I love that kind of shit. So what happens next? You're at Nordstrom's, you're learning, you have a mentor that's fucking, sees that you're a fucking on totally. fire kid. Totally. And I went through that. I was an on fire kid and a lot of people are like, you're a spaz, but then occasionally people are like, oh, you're gonna do it. Yeah. And you latch on to those people. Yeah. That's why for everyone who's listening, if you can compliment a kid. Totally. Especially one that you're not related for, to. For this. Yeah, for just the energy. Not this. The inte- no. For this. Well, to your and point. And for this, the mouth. Like, like you <sighs> own, you own who you are. You know, it's so funny you just said that. Uh, on the podcast, she like showed her face. It's funny. I talk a lot about when you're reinforcing positivity to kids around grades, their athleticism, or how attractive they are, it makes them vulnerable because their self-worth becomes in that. Mm-hmm. And all of those three things kind of change over time. Yep. Like most kids don't play professional sports. Totally. Most 
people realize somewhere around 23 that uh oh, grades mean nothing in real life. Mm-hmm. And if you're fighting for like looking beautiful as a man or woman, it's a constant game of insecurity because all of us age. Totally. Like you know, it's just re- you know, it's really hard. So to your point, if you're complimenting kids on their energy, their ambitions, their mm-hmm. kindness, their mm-hmm. grit, and uh, and the words Passion. coming out of their mouth, 100. So go ahead. What happens? You're at Nordstrom's. You're feeling on fire. What happens next? Almost quitting school. Almost quitting community college every day. Like literally, I graduated because Matt Dysher was like, "You have to graduate from college. You're just punching your ticket." And he was trying to talk me into an MBA, and I was like, "I, I literally can't." Like okay. I, I was, I. You I, I, so I went to Bellevue Community College because I didn't get into any other college. Yeah, I barely, I barely applied. And I mean, I'm, I'm a daughter of an educator. Like this is kind of fucked yeah. up that I didn't like. But I just did not. How'd your dad? De- how'd your dad deal with you being a poor student? Not well. Yeah. Didn't like it. Yeah. Didn't like it. I love my dad, but yeah, like, it was that, yeah, I, I mean, get it. Hard. That was his path. I get it. That was his point of view. And, and imagine my dad growing up on food of stamps course. on a dirt a dirt house. I grew up on a dirt road. That's a come up from a fucking dirt house that of he grew course. up in. That was his and way out. I get it totally. And he's sitting here, and you're. He's like, I had to pay my entire way through college. I'm I'm here to support you, like all these things. Um, but yeah, when I was I was in uh, I went to Bellevue Community College. Shout out to Bellevue Community College. And I think this is really important to underscore because especially in the zeitgeist right now, all these kids are. So so obsessed with what school they're getting into. And I am here to tell you that you can go to Bellevue Community College and build one of the largest beauty companies to ever exist. Yeah, I mean, actually, I would say as someone who's a little bit older, it's way better than it used to be. There are kids that actually believe you when you say that or mm-hmm. believe me, whereas when I was 18 or 22, it was unheard of. Yeah. There was zero people yeah. at 18 in America 30 years ago that thought things could be okay if you didn't go to college. Now you have a group of kids that are definitely in belief that there's entrepreneurship, creativity, creators, there's many other options. The problem is sometimes it skews the other way Mm -hmm. and they're like, fuck college, but they don't realize that means you have to eat so much shit. So much shit. work so fucking you hard. gotta crawl before you ball <laughs> yeah. you gotta crawl before you ball and that, that, the, the dream is free and the hustle is sold separately and that that is the, the thing like I, again i've been doing this for nine years and i love that for us like i love that i didn't sell the company i love that i'm here to just build 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 give 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 because like quitting is actually harder for me than trying like like i don't want like i, I literally can't quit these people like that we named like if you look at my eyeshadow right now i have raquel on me i've got betty on me like i've got we literally name our products after inspiring people mm. and and like i can't quit these people like because these are you like, also like it totally yeah no and i mean i love the chemistry it was funny, when like, you when you said crawl before you bought i love that i haven't heard that my brain went to literally i didn't want to interrupt you but my brain went to crawl period I can't like, take I can't take credit because it's Kanye West. Got it. it yeah. So crawl. Yeah. Crawl. Yeah. Like if you love it so much, you'll just crawl. Yeah. You'll yeah. just fucking crawl. Totally. Like to me, that is the vulnerability of so many entrepreneurs. They're so focused on balling. Yep. That they want to get out of crawling as fast as possible. Yeah. Thus rendering them never to be balling. Totally. Totally. I mean, and that's like, like when you're like saying Betty, somebody like, but I'm also sitting here. I'm like, yeah, but you love it too. Totally. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like work. I, I literally tell my team, I'm like, let's go in the motherfucking lab. Like it's not COVID anymore. Like I can go back on the bench and create formulas. Get, get again. That real is quick, a, like, I'm worried my team's all over me. I don't want to run out of time. You're in Nordstrom's. How, yeah. When do you get into like, I'll, yeah, I'll give you the, the Twitter version. I'll, I'll try Nordstrom Sephora. Same time. Worked, uh, worked as a makeup artist, worked yep. on the sales floor, $11 an hour. Yep. Nordstrom, I was just hustling. I was yep. working like 50, 60 hours because if I wanted something, that's, what, like, that's how I was yeah. able to pay cash for you my- You were working retail. 
totally which, huge. To- which was incredible exactly. like like literally if it all goes away i'll go back to sephora tomorrow i love sephora i, I don't want to sell our products at sephora but i love sephora it was a great experience for me so i worked at sephora um always wanted to be in product development thank god i didn't know that clarisonic was right down the road from bellevue community college because i would have quit i literally would have quit gary because i was like i'm gonna do product development i'm gonna do product development instead of doing my homework at nighttime for college i was literally getting a d in the most basic rocks for jocks classes like environmental science and nutrition because i was studying formulations at nighttime reading the cosmetic ingredient dictionary that's my life yeah totally i literally got look at this you know how hard it is to get a d in like look at some of these grades in high school i literally got a d in food survey Do you understand what food survey is? Yes. We were like we would just sit and put food in the microwave. Let me give you some other D. Driver's ed. D. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to get a D in driver's ed? Like this is insane shit. Like I got a D in health. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, same. Like, same. Here's the And all one. we had to do you're was right, crush. No, no, love this. Say out loud what I got a D in in sophomore year. Speech? D. Good for you. Speech. Good for you. Think about how insane that is. I, I, think, I am I literally, think you might get, actually, genuinely, do you get, do you get actually, paid to do that like now? Genuinely, <laughs> actually, one of the most successful public speakers in the world right now. And I got a D in fucking speech. I get it. You were doing your passion yeah. and just trying to get by yeah. to because Maddie D said you just need it as a backup. Totally. And you're like, fuck it, I will do that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I like, I went to night school. Like, I, I was with there with 50 years old. And I'm All right, so you're there because I, I want yeah. to get the whole thing? Yeah, so then I so I, I worked Formulas, for, blah, blah. I got whatever job I could get at Clarisonic. My first title was was marketing assistant. And I was like, okay, I'll take this marketing assistant job. And tell job. everybody what Clarisonic is. Clarisonic, it was, I mean, it was iconic. It was Sonicare for your face. Yeah, L'Oreal bought it and then they shut it down, which is why I won't sell my brand. Of course, so, you love L'Oreal. Love yeah, L'Oreal, Carol Hamilton. I love you, but like, you no, don't, you don't like I'm not doing that. I, I literally cannot quit these people who have like uh, our customers are our greatest investors, Actually, our let giving me, partners. Let me, let me completely switch the vibe from the youngsters on the come up to the people much further along, right here in this spot. Do you, when you so emphatically say, "I'm not going to quit Betty," I'm not quitting Betty. I hear you. No bullshit here. This is actually a fun question because I deal with this. Mm-hmm. Are you scared to ever get an offer that is so insane that it's gonna put your back against the, like, do you realize when you're so emphatic publicly that I'm never gonna sell, that it eliminates options that may matter to you when you're 43, 57, 60, like how do you think about that? I, you know how much you understand I want, what I'm you, saying? Oh, of course, yeah, I mean, how big of an offer you think I've turned down for this company? billion dollar value more commas yeah. that i can literally yeah. yeah yeah fuck up some commas yeah yeah that was yeah but you're yeah. but you're extremely in that prime spot right now so like I, the first nine years of thrive cosmetics were not as good as they are right now no shit yeah but you're in a great like you're in a fun spot right now like the building up is the best like when you're that person yeah the life cycles that you're still to go through may create scenarios where you may want the options and like, I always think about like when I'm, I basically tell my whole company, if I ever sell Vayner, you have to quit the next day because yeah. no matter what I say, it won't be the same company. Totally. When you dig yourself in that hole, yeah. I always think about the mindset of that. That's truly burning the boat. Yeah, totally. And I love it. I, I, I love it. I didn't, I didn't start this journey. I mean, I, could, I can walk you through every M&A transaction that has, that has happened since 2014. I know all the numbers in my head. Of course. Head. All the numbers industry. in my head. And yeah, I'm the industry baby like Lil Nas X. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, uh, I am the industry baby. I started when I was 25. Like, and now I'm the industry. 
Like that's and but that's it's we are the industry. It's not me. I get it. And but what so so first of all, I reserve the right to change my mind at any time. Love. But I am here to tell you that Carissa Bodner has turned down the offers that she would have thought when she was 10 of years course. old, 13 years old, 15 years old, 20 25 years old. Course, years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't it's if, only I, if you, I sell, I'm quitting. If I sell, it's because I'm quitting because I don't think I can do it anymore. That's the thing. It's it's like, and and I can't quit Betty. I can't quit Raquel. I, I can't uh, Nolly. Like like I I mean some of the people. That what was we, the what was because I'm going to run out of time. What was the what was the if I asked you why were you able to get this big from a marketing product strategy standpoint? What do you think are the one or two bullet points that you saw in the last nine years that the competitive set did it? Maniacal focus. Maniacal focus on formulation and giving back. Like I, I've never wavered in that. It's not a trend. Right. We are not a trend. We're not that's a trend. A trender. Yeah. Like literally, that's who we are. The amount of people that have have said that this is a marketing trend or whatever. Like like literally, we d- we develop our formulas from scratch. You cannot. The amount of times. Shout out to L'Oreal for buying Thrive Cosmetics products to try and reformulate them at the lab that I motherfucking worked at. We block those orders. <laughs> We're 100% D to C. I, I got turned down. And also, so so maniacal focus. You can yep. drown an opportunity. Yep. We know that. And an excellence in product and customer service. We're not perfect. Also, also Nobody just is. knowing that we're not perfect and being willing to evolve. And and like, I mean, bigger than beauty skincare is a 40% reduction in the in the plastic that we have um, from Thrive Cosmetics because we've heard loud and clear we need to be more sustainable. Like, I am only here because of our customers. You, li- you learned that at retail. To- I, I if mean, you listen at and Nordstrom, I learn it every day. Of course, I, I was. At, but but I want to jump in here. I apologize because I want people to hear this. Going retail is a monster win because at Sephora and Nordstroms, you learn very quickly that if you listen to them, mm-hmm. you will sell them shit. But we don't sell at retail. I know you don't. Yeah. But you're listening to your customers. Yes. I know. Yes. No. No. I know that you don't sell at retail, but you sell product to consumers. But that's the thing with the beauty industry. They listen to Sephora. No disrespect to Sephora. Love them, Nordstrom. They should not be driving your product pipeline. Your customers should. You should. And of, that is that's the course, issue with the, all the other beauty brands. Of course, because for L'Oreal and Procter and for all the biggest brands in the world, that's their distribution. Yeah. The retailer has the leverage. Totally. When you're DTC, nobody has leverage but your customer. Totally. The you're, not li- you're listening to your customer because you have no fucking choice. Yeah. And also because it's a privilege. It's a of privilege course. and it is a pleasure. I get some of the best ideas from our community. Of our giving course. partners have, like we literally developed a sunscreen with beauty to the streets. Uh, Shirley uh, Reigns, she's a, she's a star. You should have her on your show. She has literally humanized the population of Skid Row. Like, Love. and we get to do that together with her. We, she said, Chris, I need a sunscreen. I need it to be a bomb ass sunscreen too. So that's what we developed. Like filtered effects SPF 37. Like that's, that's literally what is happening with our giving partners. And it's, it's so magical and it's such a privilege. And for somebody who just wanted to work in the industry, just wanted to develop products. The fact that I get to develop products, give back. L- literally, we started a scholarship with Breonna Taylor's family in University of Louisville. Like, how can I quit that? How can I quit that, Gary? Like, how could I ever do that? Like you said, you were tired and you decided to quit, but until then, you do it forever. Yeah. Talk to, take a beat here because we're wrapping up. What didn't we touch on that you wanna touch on for the audience? That you can literally be anything you want to be at any age. Like I was 25 years old and so many people were like, who's running your company? Like I'm the only C-level executive Thrive Cosmetics has ever had. Like you can be whoever you want to be. Still to this day? Yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to hire. You're, you're scared to give somebody a C-suite title? No, not at all. No, because I couldn't afford employees. So yeah, literally, I've been. Uh, yeah, but Gary, like you can, you can throw bodies at a problem, but like of I course. care, I care about our company culture, and it's been, it's been an ebb and flow. And I, and I, I, so I have a VP layer now, and I'm working on building out the C-suite. But like, you can be whoever you want to be. You're never too young. Or too old to be not. who you, or too old to be who you wanted to be. Agreed. Like, do you know Train with Joan on Instagram? She's seventy-seven. Didn't move her body until she was seventy. She was overweight, couldn't move her body. She runs ten but miles per hour on the treadmill. Unlimited stories. Yeah, unlimited. So it's like to me, that's so. That's my inspiration is Train with Joan. I, I want to be Train with Joan. I get so it. So it's like for me, I never want to stop grinding, and I am so so driven by this beautiful community of charities that we get to support and our customers. Because again, I am only here because of them. I get it. So, thank you for being on. Hey everybody, VCon is quickly coming here, May 18th to the 20th in Indianapolis. Go to vcon.co, vcon.co for details. You will not wanna miss it.